You're listening to The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio, starring Dan Peck. Have you seen the card for the New Japan show tomorrow? It's going to be sweet. Eric Flores. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, go ahead. And CKCC Radio's founder, Chris O'Mealy. Breaking news. I have a crush on Sasha Banks. Listen to CKCC Radio wherever you find your favorite podcast. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Nerd Table. I'm Chris O'Mealy. I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen on this episode. None of us do. And that makes it so much better. Please welcome my co-host in crime. First, of course, Dan Peck. Hello. I got stuff to talk about because I've I seen things. I've seen things this week. And Eric Flores. You know what I've seen? I've seen Bruno. So there what, you go. You guys don't want to talk about Bruno? Silencio Bruno. <laughs> no, I've never seen Bruno. I've seen Borat, and that was enough. No, no, no. Have you seen Encanto yet? There's a song where we don't talk about Bruno. No, I have not seen Encanto. Oh. Well, here's Dang. the... Made, Pixar made a movie where they put down someone named Bruno, and then Disney turned around and made a movie right afterwards where they put someone down named Bruno. <laughs> so... <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> Now, that's a simplified way of putting it. See, you said yeah. Bruno, and the first thing I thought of was that Sasha Baron Cohen movie. But, because I was organizing my movies to put more stuff on my Plex server, Dan had a request, and while I was honoring it, I was doing some other stuff, and then I realized I have Borat and Bruno and The Dictator, and I probably got them all at that time because I was like, oh, this... This will be fun. I'll watch these. And then I never did. And now I'm not sure I want to. But where we currently are right now, we're currently recording this episode on Sunday, the 9th of January. I don't know when you all are listening to it, but this is when we're recording. And my wife is gone for the week and I have PTO this week. So I have entire days where the only thing I have to do that day, other than the obligation of cleaning the house and everything is to catch up on anything I want to catch up on. So I am organizing a list of movies to watch for the week. And the list keeps on growing. I'm not sure I'm going to have enough time. But I'm going to I'm going to find a way to watch lots of If you of get one done a day, that's good. Oh, it, it definitely will, yeah. Um one of the movies that Dan's going to talk about, I put on my hit list. I probably will watch it when we're done recording this episode actually. So we can talk about it in depth next week, but uh, Dan here wanted a request for the new Ghostbusters, which is now available on digital, so we can all enjoy it. That is called Ghostbusters Afterlife. What platform is it on? Uh, Right now it's on my Plex, which you both have access to. Oh, uh, okay. So there you go. I watched it last night on someone else's Plex because yours wasn't up. Yes, it was. I left it on all night. Well, I wasn't connecting when I tried watching it at 7 o'clock. Hashtag whelp. (laughs) I literally left it on all day for that purpose. Uh, I apologize. I didn't realize it was offline. Well, thankfully, Joe stayed on for two hours. You You should have alerted me that it wasn't on. 
Because I literally didn't know that. Well, I figured you were still at work or at that party. So. Yes, but I, I specifically turned everything on so I could go to work and just go to the party without anybody worrying about anything. Well, we were worried. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't know it. So it didn't affect me either. Right. <laughs> so you weren't worried about me? Well, now, now my now my heart I mean, is broken. I'm always worried about you, man. Oh, thanks, man. So yeah, uh, so I wanted to just quickly touch on the uh, we had, we had a holiday party for my job. We uh, it was originally after all the holidays. Correct. So what had happened was they're in the process of building a brand new building. So we can all move there. So we're not operating out of this little tiny shop that was converted into an office that keeps growing. And there's just not enough room for the operation. So they constructed a brand new building just for us. And they're like, well, we want to do our holiday party in the new building. So we're going to push it till after the new year. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Nobody really has an issue with that. First of all, this building is super nice. Like way too nice. I'm, I'm genuinely impressed with how nice it is. I'm going to I'm going to be working in an actual like professional corporate office with you know the giant name on the building a receptionist desk really nice glass doors Oh whose name on the building the company's name <laughs> <laughs> it, it it says Eric Flores Incorporated in giant letters and you're not making a dime off of this Yeah it sounds about right <laughs> did Evo Shandor build make this building so <clears throat> I had, because they, they went all out for this party with the food and everything. So I had a wonderful high-grade beef. I had lamb. I had lobster mac and cheese. And I had creme brulee, because when the hell am I ever going to buy any of this stuff for myself to consume? So why you not? enjoyed it, because that ain't happening next Christmas party. <laughs> I mean, it was, I'm sitting here, I'm like, lobster, lamb, creme brulee, like, I'm too poor for this. <laughs> I, I don't understand how this works. I can't eat this stuff, I work here. So I haven't, I'm not really like a lobster type person. The last time I ate lobster, I was in Italy, and I did not order lobster, but one of my friends did, and he gave me a sliver of it. And I'm like, okay, I've never had it before, but this is actually pretty, this is decent. You know, I'm, I'm not that big on shellfish or anything when I thought I had a shellfish allergy. So I, I became turned off to everything that swam. And now I'm kind of slowly incorporating some stuff back in. Like I had tuna mac and cheese a couple of years ago that I actually thought was really good. And now I can say I've had lobster mac and cheese. I'm like, okay, so the secret is to just mix it with mac and cheese. Okay, I get it. Uh, tuna mac and cheese? I don't... Uh. You know what? I felt the same way. I, I was like, that doesn't sound good at all. But I tried it, and it wasn't bad. I was... I wouldn't know. Fish? But, like, shellfish, sure. But not fish fish. Well, lobster mac and cheese ended up being pretty damn good. Now, granted, I didn't have like the it wasn't like the largest chunks of lobster or anything but yeah I mean, like was, lobster crab shrimp that sounds good but like a fish a fishy fish fish well don't knock it till you tried it because it actually wasn't bad i can't jesus what 
Where are we right now on the timestamp? Seven minutes in, and we're already talking about food. We got this ass backwards. We're supposed to end talking about food, and here I oh, am. We will. Us up. <laughs> we will. <laughs> but I wanted. To, I wanted to. Well, you brought it up. I wanted to put over my secret Santa because they did very well, and I'm very happy. So my secret Santa, I got the CEO of the company, so I had to make it. I had to. The I felt like the pressure was on, but they're like. I'm like, what What does he like? They're like, Dr. Pepper and Kit Kats. I was like, oh, easy. And then I got him a gift card to his favorite restaurant. And then like, did the boss turn it into a white elephant at the last second? Uh, no. I'm blanking on the reference you're making. It's the office. Oh. I don't remember all the office jokes. When he gets, but... when he gets the iPod for... Uh... Oh, that... Is that what it was called? The White Elephant? Yeah. I, I remember elephant. that episode. I just watched it the other week when I was on my trip in what Ohio. I love about What I love about that is, like, <laughs> they're talking about it and everyone is reacting to it. And Pam's like, yeah, my family, we call it a bad Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I remember, like, I remember that's one of those episodes where I was, like, genuinely pissed off at Michael Scott. I'm like, this guy's such a scumbag right now. And I know it's early Michael Scott, so he is still scummy. But I'm like, can you imagine like it handcrafting something for your boss and them being so miserable that they literally want to give the gift away and everyone's fighting over an iPod because he's such an asshole. He doesn't give a shit about price limits. <laughs> like I would and, and, and all one guy cares about is that it's specially curated for the girl he likes. I know. With 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 inside references. I know that's that is pretty unfortunate, but I did, my favorite part of that is is Kevin buying the gift for himself because he drew himself. <laughs> that happened one year. I remember uh, we did like a little secret Santa or something in elementary school, and I act I accidentally pulled out the present that I had dropped in. It wasn't like. It wasn't like a an identification thing. It was everybody wrapped up a little toy or something, and we just dropped it in there. And I had just ended up picking the one that I had gotten because, you know, when you're a little kid, a lot of shit looks wrapped up the same. And I'm like, this is my thing. And I'm like, oh, well, I like this thing. I'm going to keep it. And I did. Do you guys ever do Secret Santa stuff at any of your jobs or with family or anything? We do it with the fam- well, us and the family up north. There you go. So we all get one person. But then here we get each other something smaller. Secret Santa's like 150 and everybody else is whatever. 150? Well, damn. Yeah. Right? I was like, good God. The office is like a $20 limit, but... Yeah, well, we're talking about your freaking family members you spent your entire life with and that you love. Well, <laughs> and it's one person. <laughs> I mean, it depends on which family member I draw, I guess. And it depends on how many family members are participating. Well, you know, it's literally it's literally me, my sister, my mother, my father, my grandmother, my aunt and her husband. So all right. Well, that that's that would be fine. Yeah. But I mean, like if I'm thinking about some of my extended family and I'm just like, man, there's there's one or two that like. Well, if we started extending it, I'd be like, oh, this is your cousin that you met three times. Like, the fuck am I going to get them? No. It's get, just a separate of us. Get them a Roman Bellic mug. 
Yes. Say, <laughs> hello, cousin. It's me, your cousin. It's me, your cousin. <clears throat> oh, and now that you play Animal Crossing, you could give them a reference to Crazy Red. Since you understand Animal Crossing references now. Indeed. There's still a few of those random people I have never seen. Well, you're and not. I'm, appro- I'm approaching one month. Well, you're not getting label until after you had the Able store, and you only just got that, so. Yeah, I think my next big thing is that they're going to extend the Nook's Cranny because it says it has to be, like, a month, like 30 days. 30 days. And that will be, like, the next weekend. 30 days since the first first upgrade. So, it's like... I got it it a couple days in, so it's probably the 17th or the 18th. Probably something like that, yeah. Plus 30 days, that last month was a 31-day month, so it would be a day earlier. Uh, speaking of Animal Crossing, in my I have a campsite villager today, and he's one of the new ones, and one of the super popular new ones. It's Sasha, the lazy rabbit, and I kind of want him to move in, but he tried to boot out Bob, and he tried to boot out Francine, and I won't lose them, so I only have one villager I'm willing to let him boot, and he hasn't picked her yet, so... I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen, but speaking of people named Sasha, we just mentioned Sasha Baron Cohen earlier, but this Sasha's a lazy bunny, not a comedian who does funny voices. And a happy My favorite Sasha Baron Cohen thing was, uh, he did a thing with the NBA for like a season where he like fake interviewed people as Ali G and one of his was like so what's it like maintaining weight during the season he's like that's actually a thing because we play so hard some of us lose up to five pounds a game so it's actually maintaining your weight's actually kind of kind of rough and to do it correctly and everything he's like okay so what you do is about maintaining your height (laughs) oh man I the one thing I I did still okay so I saw Borat in the theater and I laughed my ass off then I watched it again and I didn't laugh as hard and then the the last time I saw it I barely laughed at all but there's still three things in that movie I still laugh at one is when he's trying to throw dollar bills at the cockroaches because he thinks the Jews have transformed two is when he's got the ice cream truck and the bear pops out and scares all the children away and three is the, the scene on the New York subway because those weren't actors. And he actually was trying to, like, politely interview New Yorkers. And the guy's like, what's my name? My name is only a fucking business. That's what my fucking name is. And that wasn't an actor. And, I'm, and I laugh because, you know, I grew up. And then he in- signed the release to be in the movie. <laughs> because, you know, here I am. <laughs> growing up near New York City and experienced that my whole life. Gotta love it. Uh, Eric, I have a question for you, buddy. 42. Correct. All right. Uh, I'm wondering how many people don't get that reference at this point. I feel like most of our listeners will. Of course. That's a top nerd reference. 
And I've never even read the book, and I understand the reference. Okay. Well, so, have you, have you seen one of the movies, any of the movies or shows based out of them? Yes. Or any other references to it? Um, I need I to saw ask the Martin Freeman movie. I got, I got to ask your opinion, buddy. And I I felt like the last couple of episodes we've done here, um, it's kind of it's almost kind of been Chris and Dan control the content, Eric's along for the ride, and I've been like. Man, we don't like we don't just let Eric pick something to just rant about for a little bit. But I actually do have something that I think you could maybe not rant about, but express a, a deep seated opinion of. Okay. How do you feel about Shrek 4D closing down at Universal? I feel like it's been a long time coming. <laughs> <laughs> it was garbage to begin with. I didn't understand it. Like I didn't understand the whole fucking hype. I think the moment we got Donkey as a character, that should have been the end of the Shrek show. Because at that point, people were more interested in seeing like the actual characters than watching that damn video. Because it doesn't, it doesn't like, I don't know, that like compared to everything else at studios, it doesn't do anything. It's just 3D, and and that. Like you had forty, it means you get to smell the smells and feel the heat and the. It doesn't doesn't have the charm of something like Muppets 3D, which is timeless, and it doesn't have the the magical effect of Philhar Magic, which is the classic Disney characters, Mickey and Donald, and. And you're mentioning Disney attractions, but I can just, like, Terminator 2 was still open at the time, and it was a hell of a lot better, and it was open before Shrek. Like, the show quality between those two was, like, astronomical. Why the fuck would you choose Shrek over Terminator 2? (laughs) And then across the street, you had Jimmy Neutron, which is just, it's 3D and a ride. And it's not even there anymore. Yeah, well, now it's not there. Now it turned into Minions? I, yes. I'm guessing. It, it okay, is Minions, so minions. now, yes. It was Hanna-Barbera, then, then it was Jimmy it, Neutron, and now it's Minions. And and uh, this ride wasn't open at, at the time, but now you have Transformers. And then on the other park, you have uh, the Spider-Man ride. So, like, it was always the shittiest. I, I don't think at any point... It was ever number one unless all of those things went down at the same time. Then, okay, yeah, then it was number one at that part. But it was never the, – the only reason it was as popular as it was is because it was so close to the entrance of the park. Because <laughs> it's literally the first attraction? Yeah. It's literally – it was Jimmy Neutron and Shrek. And everybody was just like, well, Jimmy Neutron's for kids. Shrek was funny. Let's go do that. Because Lord Fuckwad. <laughs> here's the other. Well, here's all right. So I'll, I'm going to take a different approach to this because I'm not dis- going to disagree with you. <clears throat> but here's here's my thing. Shrek 4D was outdated by the time Shrek 2 came out because yeah. because there are there have now been four Shrek movies plus like specials and everything, and this was supposed to basically be an extended sequel to the first movie. Because it's the ghost of Farquaad messing with the characters. There's no Puss in Boots, who became a very popular character. Who has two of his own movies and a third on the way, I think. Right. So, 
it, somebody who will go in, right? You, you get a little kid who loves the Shrek movies, and they sit down and they watch this. There's no, there's no Puss in Boots. There's no Prince Charming. There's no Fairy Godmother. There's okay, so no Rumpelstiltskin. So my question is, when did this ride come into being? Because Shrek Two was like 2003. The ride started in 2003. Shrek Two was like 04. <laughs> and so it was outdated basically after a year. It was yeah, it was immediately the dumbest thing that ever existed. <laughs> now I'm not saying that like here here are the list of things that closed before Shrek that shouldn't have closed, in my opinion. Beetlejuice. Agreed. I love the Beetlejuice show. And the Beetlejuice show, and the, and that's the other another thing. Universal's too reliant on screens and gimmicks now. What was Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice was a stage show with actors singing and dancing and performing. Yep. And I'm not sure if you remember this or not. The Ghostbusters show. Well, that closed even before I started working there, but that show was oh. amazing. It was still going on when I was there. Speaking of and things that like, have speaking of things that have turned into into things that turned into other things, that became Twister, which then became a Jimmy Fallon ride. It's Jimmy Fallon now. Yes. The fuck ride is that? It's Jimmy Fallon's Escape Through New York. You ba- well, to to kind of sum it up. Uh, all right, did I? I probably mentioned this back when we were doing the wrestling podcast because I we didn't have the nerd table then, and that's when I would have last traveled to the parks to do all the stuff I'd never done before. Because right now at Universal, the only ride I've never done is Velocicoaster because I haven't been since that ride opened. But I've been there since Hagrid's Motorbike's been open, so I've done everything else. And my one trip to Universal when I went down for Horror Nights... I spent a day at the parks before the Halloween event, and I went on all the rides I'd never tried before. So that was my first time going on Transformers, first time going on the new Kong ride. That was my first time going on uh, Hagrid's motorbike, uh, Gringotts. Uh, what else did they have there? Uh, the Minions ride that we mentioned, and then, of course, there was Fallon. And to kind of sum it up, so, to give you an understanding of how this ter- became a ride, Dan, because I know you've never been there before, the Ghostbusters show was a stage show, a theater-style yeah. stage show. Yeah, I've seen a documentary about it. Yeah, and they, you know, they fight Stay Puft Marshmallow Man and everything. It's basically a recreation with the movie. It, it was very entertaining. A lot of cool special effects. That got turned into the Twister ride, which wasn't a ride. It was sort of a walkthrough experience where... Instead of sitting in a theater... Ask the finger of God. Yes. Oh, and then we created the joke that every ride in Central Florida required <laughs> Bill Paxton in the narration to make it better. And uh, shout out to Mark Adams over at United We Fan Podcast, because he and I started that mess where we, we were talking about the Haunted Mansion. Is this haunted room actually stretching, or is it the Paxton? We, we changed a narration for, like, every ride <laughs> to something to do with Bill Paxton. No regrets. man. <laughs> no regrets, man. <clears throat> so, <laughs> god damn it. Now I'm thinking about that. Anyway, the Twister ride. So, Twister was sort of a walkthrough thing where 
you'd walk through several different stages and they had they had the packs in narration and everything talking about tornadoes and then you would stand in a simulation room where you would experience the winds and sounds of an f whatever tornado and they had like the movie theater set up and the flying cow and everything and then the only special effect ride thing because you're standing on a, a wooden platform is at one point the platform drops like half an inch but it shakes you up and you everybody yells that's actually pretty legit it was i it was worth doing once yes because air condition <laughs> and wind yes it, it was a way to cool you off in the ridiculous florida heat which because Shannon's there now, and I'm like, so how's the temperature? She goes, it's fucking hot. I'm like, it was 22 degrees last night. She's like, just shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> just I'm, either of those things. I'm like, I slept all nice and cozy with the blanket pulled up over me. She's like, just just stop talking. <laughs> um, so, the Fallon ride. Imagine you're sitting in a giant theater... Except not. <laughs> except now, the theater is sort of like a Soren-style ride, where the whole thing moves to simulate ride motion, but doesn't move very much. It does some extremely basic movement. And you're watching it on a giant IMAX 3D screen, and Jimmy Fallon's driving a little go-kart, and you drive through Manhattan and then end up on the moon and come come back. I'm not making any of this up. And there's, I'm sure there's a lot of in-jokes to his show that I didn't pick up on because I don't watch his show. But when I got off of it, I was like, well, that's a ride I've been on now. <laughs> I don't have an opinion on it one way or the other. It's a ride that I've, that I've done. It wasn't necessarily bad, but I'm not going to tell you to go wait in line a half an hour for it. I mean, if it was a walk-on, sure. The only entertaining thing is that while you're waiting for your party to get called, because you get, like, these little cards and they call you by your your colored party, like, okay, whoever's got this card, come on forward. And then that's how they fill up the theater. They have a, like, a, a Dapper Dan-style acapella group in there performing, and they're extremely entertaining. So the pre-show is actually worth it. <laughs> And then you kind of, maybe that's why I don't have that strong of an opinion about it. Because the ride's nothing to really report about. I guess if you're a big Jimmy Fallon fan and you like that kind of stuff, and you want a ride that will give you some motion but won't make you sick, because it's very easy, like anybody can pretty much go on it kind of ride, uh, I would I would tell you to give it a try, but that's really all I can say about it. That's that's your Jimmy Fallon ride review. I, I like how we got there from Shrek, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, so what is taking the place of the Shrek ride area? I'm not sure that they've announced anything yet because they're only just shutting it down. You know what they should do? They should bring back something old while they figure it out, like the Hitchcock ride or something. Oh, the Hitchcock thing was, was cool as hell. Yeah, that, that was what was there before... Uh, um, before Shrek. Right, because they put Transformers up where they had the Hercules and Xena show, and that building was just dormant for a long time. 
So it's entirely possible to transform it into something. No pun intended. By the way, yeah, because it's just a show. It's just a screen. You can make it into an in in park movie theater if you really wanted to. By the way, did, I I will say this though: the Transformers ride is the single most disappointing theme park ride I've ever been on in my life. Because if you've been on the Spider Man ride, it's the exact same ride path, the exact same motion. It's literally the same ride, except instead of Spider-Man, it's Transformers. And the Spider-Man ride is just so much better. Because the Spider-Man ride is... Transformers ride, they weren't even robots in disguise. They were just robots. (laughs) It's just... It's it's literally the same ride. And I was like, well, this is actually very disappointing because they didn't do anything different. Except it's... And here's the other thing. The Spider-Man ride is actually based on comic book Spider-Man, not necessarily a live-action version of Spider-Man. It's comic book Spider-Man, so they can get away with a lot, right? They didn't have to license any actors or anything. But this is Michael Bay Transformers. So it's cold and sterile, and it has the explosions that you would want, but it doesn't have anything else good except bring me the, whatever they call it, whatever their Tesseract was. The thing. All spark. The all spark. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> the Tesseract. Whatever their Tesseract was. They're, they're fucking mean, MacGuffin. It even, it even is a cube. <laughs> they're goddamn, yeah, they're goddamn transformer, transforming MacGuffin gimmick. That thing. <laughs> That's basically what it was. So if you've been on the Spider-Man ride, you've been on the Transformers ride. And unless you really, really like the Michael Bay Transformers movies, I would actually tell you to skip that one. See, at least with Fallon, it's a different ride experience. It's not like they just cut and copied what was there before it and just slapped him on it. Like the Minions ride. It was Hanna-Barbera, then it was Jimmy Neutron, and now it's Minions, but it's still the exact same ride. They just It's just a different theme to it. The Jimmy Neutron ride kind of sucked anyway. The only The thing I liked about it the most is when you first take off and you go through the studio, every single Nicktoon ever is running around in the studio so you can spot them. And then after it, after that, it's just like, well, here's SpongeBob and Fairly Odd Parents and all, and all the popular stuff, and fuck the rest of them. So if you wanted to see Rocco or Doug, you had to try to spot them in the plaza, and then you were done. Now, if you like Rugrats, SpongeBob, or Fairly Odd Parents, you got more experience with that. And if you like Jimmy Neutron, you got a lot of experience. And the Hanna-Barbera ride was Elroy Jetson gets kidnapped and all the Hanna-Barbera characters bend together to save him. Even me, even? (laughs) That was my favorite ride when I was a kid. Well, Eric, you know exactly what I'm going to say. They should tear down the Shrek theater entirely and just put Back to the Future back. I don't know if there's enough room there for Back to the Future. Because you've got to think, a lot of that back there is... um, is backstage for like the drive-in theater or the dine-in drive-in or whatever it's called. The die-in during Horror Nights. Yes. But you knew exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, I know well, you didn't really need to learn 88 miles per hour, so, you know, that's a lot of space. Okay, so what would you put... What's a movie franchise that you could put in a Shrek 4D style thing? Like, what would be a, a, a cool movie franchise to get its own... Movie. Well, something that you would want to like have the smells and the the whatever the get sprayed. 
Well, and, and, waters, and the other thing is he can't just choose a universal franchise and make a ride based on it because they did that with Fast and the Furious and it is the single worst theme park ride in Central Florida now. And the only reason it has that honor is because the, the awful Stitch ride at Magic Kingdom shut down. So now that honor goes to Fast and the Furious. Single they, worst ride ever. They got so many properties that they could put there, but I feel like if you want to bring back a franchise like uh, like Ghostbusters, you're going to have to put Ghostbusters there. If, yeah. if they're serious about it, yeah. if they're serious about reviving it. You know what they could actually do? And, and this is something that could work as a timeless, a timeless ride too, because it's got so many iterations. They could do a Scooby-Doo show. They already have the, the characters in the parks, they just, but they don't have anything actually based on Scooby-Doo. So why not do a Scooby-Doo-style 4D show with, where you're solving a mystery? Do they have anything SpongeBob-related right now? Uh, just in the parade. Just in the Superstars parade and the character meet-and-greets at, Nic- at the Nickelodeon, the old Nickelodeon stage. I mean, SpongeBob's super popular. I, I'm not a fan, but I, I can recognize something's popularity. Like, what's even worth 4D? It's a gimmick. I don't think anything's worth 4D, but 3D attractions are still, like, good. Well, they already have a theater set up. You can make a stage show. Guess what? All attractions are 3D. <laughs> Not all. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's he's I'll out. Hold on, where's that? Where's where's the meme from Falcon and Winter Soldier? He's out of line, but he's got a point. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> uh, well, the other thing is that they're they're going to open up their own Nintendo Land in a couple years to counteract the universal one that Japan has. Cause you know, obviously Harry Potter started in Orlando and then Hollywood got it. And now they're opening Harry Potter's in all the parks. So now they're going to do that with Nintendo land. Cause it's popular. So they, they, I, I can't think of a good single franchise slash idea to put there that I think would, would work out really well. I think they should open it up and turn it into a, a giant, like arcade type thing. You remember back by Mummy, there used to be that arcade. Yes. We'll bring that up to the front. It's now near the front of the park, and then put a bunch of stuff that's related to their properties in there. They can have like um, uh, I'm trying to think of their properties right now, and I can't really think of anything. But you can have like pinballs of everything in there. You can have like little VR games or whatever, turn that to what uh, what Interventions used to be and rub it in Disney's face. I like the way you think, Eric. I love how your idea is basically to get revenge on Disney. <laughs> but- so the only thing that they're doing with Scooby-Doo is you can meet the characters. Yes. Cause it, I mean, you can also still meet Doc Brown, but he doesn't have a ride anymore. Poor man. Even Peanuts has more going on than Scooby-Doo does there. What if they just did a, a, a Superstars of Universal type movie and made like an animated, a five-minute animated short that involved all the characters doing something? 
You finna smash? Yeah, like Smash Brothers style. I don't know. I mean, there's what? Oh, I know. They they have they have agreements to work with Nickelodeon, right? What about yeah. Avatar: The Last Airbender, Eric? I mean, that works if they can get the rights to it. I I think it's still popular I, I, enough, right? I, I I don't know what they would do because I feel like the story is complete. But they could do like. Uh, Oh shit! What's his name? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I can't read your it. mind, bro. I know. From no, no, no. Yip, from? yip, yip. What's his name? Appa? The fucking flying bison. Appa. Appa. There we go. They can make like a little short with Appa where you ride around with Appa or whatever. See, that's what his... that's what Disney should have done in Animal Kingdom instead of friggin' Avatar. They should have gone with the other avatar and made made it Appa instead of. Oh yeah, they, they would have made a fucking deal. Disney picked the wrong avatar. Yeah, they did. That's going to be the title of this episode, by the way. So the, 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 the Disney picked the wrong avatar. It's just going to be a one little throwaway line it's somewhere in the episode. I, I still stand by that, though. Does anybody want sequels to those movies? Because. I haven't even seen the first one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how they would make it a sequel. That's that's my thing. Like, I feel like that was a complete story, too. Didn't they destroy their world tree? So shit's over. Did they obtain the unobtainium? I know this. So this is like part two. We let's try again. This is how, that what the movie is? There's a, there's a second planet. Well, didn't Fern Gully get a sequel? So we we can just rip that off now. Oh God! Did it? It was. I bet you it was direct to home video. If it did. Well, that's usually how that goes. I mean, what what Disney sequels actually have ever gotten, like... Fern Gully 2, The Magical Rescue. Well, there you go. What is it? Rescuers Down Under, Frozen 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet. What else has actually gotten, like, a full-on sequel? Whoa, Frozen 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet? Now that's a movie. Well, it kind of happened. <laughs> <laughs> Anna and Elsa are in that movie, so at least with like Aladdin, it looked the same. Frankly, too, doesn't even look the fucking same. Even the box art. Oh my god! <laughs> <clears throat> the Aladdin sequels are still the only direct to Disney, direct to like home video Disney sequels I've actually seen. Was Return yeah, of Jafar actually, and I actually I still haven't even seen the Alibaba one. Uh, the King of Thieves. Oh, it's actually All I've seen is, is Return of Jafar. Well, King of Thieves is actually pretty cool because it it actually wraps up the story. It, it's like the the conclusion to the Aladdin story. It's it's him and Jasmine on their wedding, and he he discovers where his father's been all this time, and Robin Williams comes back as the genie, and it actually wraps not, the story. It's not Homer Simpson. <laughs> no, it's not Homer Simpson this time. 
Wait, what? Yeah, so for the Aladdin TV show and the Return of Jafar sequel, the genie's voiced by Dan Castellaneta. I did not know that. Who is the voice? I mean, of I knew Homer it wasn't Robin Williams, but I just didn't know. He's also the know. he's also the voice of Arnold's grandfather, Grandpa Phil. Yes, no, this is doing a, a completely different voice, but still him. Because there were times during Richard Andrew Farr, I was like, "That's Homer Simpson." <laughs> he, he doesn't know what show he's on anymore. He's also in the first Space Jam movie. Oh, yeah, he's one of the nerdlings or whatever? No, he's the fan at the game that they sneak into. Let me watch the game. Barkley's killing us. That's that's Dan Oh, Castaneda. yeah, that is him. Yes, it is him. <laughs> and then they, they, freak, they freak out. They're like, whoa, somebody's killing someone. Ugh. Man, and now we're on Space Jam. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Everybody get up. It's time to slam now. Hey, I don't want to hear anybody tell me that that song wasn't an absolute banger. So no, I, watch the DJs or the theme for I don't, I don't care what your opinion of the Space Jam movie is. At all. That I entire soundtrack is fucking bangers, dude. It really is. It really is. <clears throat> so... You no, know, Dan Aykroyd was in this picture. <laughs> so, Mr. Murray, how did you get here? Well, you know, friends with the producer, so Teamster just dropped me off. And I have a cat screaming at me. Hello, kitty cat. Okay, so let's let's take this full circle again. And Bring because, it back to tacos. No, they can go- put a taco fly in there. There you go. <laughs> Giant taco stand. Done. Ideas done. No, I was going back to the holiday party. I got to tell you what my secret Santa got me. Oh, uh, okay. holy shit. What the... What? Back to that. You, like, stopped everything mid-stood to ask a question. It's only been, like, 40-something minutes. It's fine. It's not like... <laughs> It's not like we're at the end of the episode. We haven't even hit the one hour mark yet. I can bring this back real quick. <laughs> okay. So on your little secret Santa thing, you, you write down, they have like a little questionnaire and then, you know, like what's your favorite candy? What's your favorite drink? What's your favorite restaurant? Little ideas that you can work with. What are some of your interests? And so I think on mine, I had written down like, well, I love... I love cookies and brownies and sweet stuff. I love candy. Reese's are my favorite. My favorite restaurants, Red Robin. Uh, I love I love nerd stuff. I collect Funko Pops, but I don't have that many. So, and then the last thing I wrote was, if you want to get me stuff for my cats, you can do that too. So my secret Santa got me Reese's cups, Chips Ahoy's. So already we're already doing good. A Red Robin gift card. So we're we're doing even better. A Boba Fett Funko Pop, and I actually don't have a Boba Fett Funko Pop. So now it's just the, the whole thing is just like this is amazing. And then finally, she got me a mug that says Cat Dad on it, and I'm so friggin' happy with that. That's gonna be when I when I have my new station at the new building. I'm gonna have that Cat Dad mug at my desk. 
It's going to become it's going to become the mug that you store all your stuff in. Because I'm not going to drink out of it and constantly wash it and ruin it, <laughs> but I want it on display so everyone can see it. With my little baby Yoda and my little Mega Man that I have sitting in my office right now that have nowhere to go. I have a Mega Man figurine that I have no recollection of ever getting before. I, did I tell you guys uh, that story? It was no. one of those. Yeah, so I have... I have a Mega Man figurine, and I have a Yakko, Wacko, and Dot that I have no memory of ever having in my life. Like, you know how you go through, like, your old stuff in your house, and you find all your old your old toys and your old figurines and stuff that were in, like, a box tucked away in a closet somewhere? I was going through all that stuff last year when my parents were finally like, look, we really want you to just get all your crap out of the house. So figure out what you want to keep, figure out what you want to destroy, you throw out, figure out what you want to donate, whatever. So I'm going through and I'm sorting everything. And I've got, you know, oh, here's all my old Star Wars figures that I had. Um, I don't have any of my old wrestling figures anymore. I think I actually gave them all away to my young cousin when he got into wrestling for a little bit. And then I'm going through and I find a Mega Man toy. And I'm like, when did I ever get this? And I'm like, this wasn't like a childhood thing that I had. So I had to probably pick this up somewhere as an adult. But I have no memory of how I ever acquired it. And then my mom comes in with this little plastic baggie. She goes, do you want these? And it's a little Yakko, Wacko, and Dot bendable figurines. And I'm like, when did we get these? She goes, I don't know. (laughs) So... I have all this stuff that I have no idea how I ever got them, but I have them and have no memory of ever getting them. Because, you know, like I can look at all my Star Wars stuff and be like, oh, yeah, well, that my mom bought me those toys or the wrestling figurines. I bought those. Right. Yeah. No memory whatsoever of any of these. And I have them. They're all here on my desk right now with a little baby Yoda that my wife got me a couple years ago when I actually had an office at the hotel. And I took Baby Yoda with me. Well, not that long ago, but I had when I had like a little office space, I had a little Baby Yoda. No, she got me a Boba Fett for the for the office. I've, I'm getting my stuff confused now. She gave me a Boba Fett for the hotel office, and I still have him, but he's actually in a box somewhere. Baby Yoda's recent, but he's he's sitting right here in front of my computer monitor. I'm looking at him right now. And Yakko, Wacko, and Dot are here. Uh, they're laying down because they don't stand very well. And Mega Man's on the floor because I have cats. And Lily walks on the desk and stuff falls off the desk. And he was teetering close to the edge of the desk. So guess what happened after that? So if you guys right now listening to the episode are hearing any weird noises on my microphone, my cat is actively rubbing her face on the microphone right now. Oh, that's what that is. Do you actually hear that? No. I'm just okay. No. I don't she, hear shit. She's actively rubbing her face on the microphone right now as we speak. If you hear banging on the tables because this fucking dog's tail is so thick, it's just literally hitting. Dude, I love I love areas. I love super wags when dogs get the super wag and their tails just become destructive items. I love that. <laughs> like, well, I love that. For for your dog because your dog's not destroying anything in my house. <laughs> but... yeah, 
destroying my shins and the table leg at the moment. <laughs> Yasha. <laughs> Yasha. Oh, she's looking around. Stop hi, it. Just hi, Yasha. Hi, sweet baby. You want to sign Your tail is dummy thick. <laughs> Dude, it's... it's I, you know, I play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons, and I know there's like tail attacks. I'm like, there's no way a tail attack can be like that powerful. And then just looking at this little dog, I'm like, a fucking tail attack could kill you. Yasha <laughs> used tail whip, and it's super effective. Jesus, a whip ain't even an offensive maneuver. <laughs> no, it's not. But Yasha will make it one. <laughs> so I got. All right. I got. You keep going. I'm giving her water. I can still hear you. All right, let me know when you're actually settled back in because I got a surprise for you guys. Oh, really? But I want I want to, I want your attention before I do the surprise. <clears throat> so while we're while we're waiting for Eric to settle back in, uh, Dan, why don't you tell us what you thought of Ghostbusters Afterlife? Do the uh, the non spoily review. And then after after we all see it, we can do an extensive review of it next week. So we can warn people that spoilers might be next week. I really enjoyed it. Spoilers, there's ghosts! <laughs> ghosts! Come back, by the way. Okay. I don't know where the microphone is on uh, on my laptop, but I'm, I'm just going to guess. It's... Uh right there did that do anything did you hear it i don't know i don't know so this is this is actually this is something that i'm still amused by in the nerd table group i posted the meme with with walter white and skyler looking at the giant pile of money sony and disney make one more spider-man movie and then three hours later eric posts the exact same thing and i just go hi eric and he goes my bad <laughs> and then he goes here's a cat pick to apologize which which kitty was that, by the way, in the sink? That, that was Kiri. That's Kiri. Okay. Yes. She's the one who actually hates water, but so likes she, the sink. Yeah, that's how Perry is. Perry hates water, but he loves to roll around in the bathtub. Yep. Because cat logic. So, it's 2022, boys. I brought back the entertainment challenge for a fresh new year. You guys All ready? Right. Y'all ready? No. Well, never ready. Tough shit because we're doing this. <laughs> so, uh, this was actually sent to me because I have I have requested that people this year uh, help provide us with feedback from stuff. Right? I said I think it would be really cool if you guys would actually keep providing us with feedback and stuff so we can follow up with it and maybe do comments and stuff for pre for the next episode. And I said, Oh, and if anybody comes up with an idea that would be fun for an entertainment challenge, let me know. So I get Brian James Leon messages me and he goes, I have an idea. And he tells me the idea and I'm like, that sounds fun. So I type it out. And as I'm in the process of posting it for an entertainment challenge, he goes, wait, hold on. I think we've done that idea before. Let me think of another one. And I just message him back and go, too late, because <laughs> I'm already hitting the button. But he laughed. So it's kind of a recycled idea. But you know what? It's a new year. It's a new day. Let's do it. So what we're going to do is... 
Are, are, well, are you ready to hear the idea? You gotta well, let, was. You gotta let me build up to it first. That's how it works. So what we want you guys to do is to take the name of a band and alter it. Either make it funny, offensive, or to a point where they just flat out wouldn't have been successful. Ah, like Poo Fighters. Exactly. So are you ready? Well, I did the first one, so yeah. (laughs) Exactly. All right. (laughs) So the first entry, of course, comes from Brian. Because it was his idea, and generally the person who comes up with the game is one of the first ones out the gate for it. Well, when we did this on the wrestling group, I think it worked one of two ways, Dan, right? They were either the first one or the last one. Yep. So, Brian's is Leonard Skinhead. Ow. (laughs) Instead of Leonard Skinner, you get Leonard Skinhead. That gets the job done. Well, it makes them offensive, and it would have made them significantly less successful. Yeah, or more successful. Well, I guess it depends on the core audience, and I don't want to go there. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah, the the awkward silence should have been should have told you what the response was going to be. I was waiting for, like, damn it, Eric. (laughs) God damn it, Eric. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Anyway, uh, that's a point for me. Yeah, same. Agreed. Agreed. All right, three points for Brian. From another Brian, but this is B-R-Y-O-N, Brian Murphy, owner of Murph's Gun Shop, by the way. He's got a little online gun business if y'all want to get your firearms. And, uh, oh, that reminds me. I'm going for my concealed carry permit. Because I live in Pennsylvania and everybody's got one, so why not me? <laughs> There's, like, no nothing else to follow up with that, by the way. I'll have, a, I'll have a permit to carry a concealed weapon and I will own a handgun, which I can carry with me if I ever saw fit to. If I ever felt like I was going to be in an unsafe area, I'll have my protection. So there's your, maybe I'll buy it from Brian Murphy. Maybe. Brian Murphy. Maybe he and I should be in touch. Okay, so his entry is ACDC into ADBC. That's actually hard to say. ADBC is actually hard to say. But it's funny because it makes you think of it makes you think of time. Did you see the thing that it's no we're no longer we're, we're the year is now one A B after Betty. Oh man! Did you see that? And I accept I that not. as canon. I accept it. We're now in the year one A B. <laughs> I accept it. I, so close to her birthday, man. Time needs a do-over. Uh, ADBC would not have made them successful, so I will give that a point. So you would... Because right now, I get them confused with electricity. I don't know. Confused with time or confused with electricity. Either way, I'm confused. <laughs> well, that was... They actually got the name from 
looking underneath their sister's sewing machine. Dude, band origin that- names are great, by the way. Well, my one college I went to, they um, we didn't have, because it was like a one-year special Christian school, so we didn't have names for the basketball or volleyball teams we put together. So they got to name themselves. And our boys' volleyball team just, they took a piece of paper from like a class that day, and one of them closed their eyes and pointed at a word. And so they were the grassroots. That's actually not bad, though. Right? That's actually not bad. <laughs> they could have been Team Late Assignments. <laughs> or they could have been Team E McTeamface. <laughs> but our girls' volleyball team were the Rufio, and they did the Rufio chant at the end of every... At the end of every uh, that's too close to Rufy for me. I'm not... I'm uncomfortable. You know who else would be uncomfortable? The women's volleyball team. Bill Cosby. <laughs> Rufio, Rufio, Rufio. All right. Well, I'm giving it a point. What do y'all say? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So three points to Brian Murphy. <clears throat> All right. Next comes from my good friend, Sam Rossi. My uh, old co-worker from the Disaster Studios, except he worked on the tech end of things. Sam is also... The biggest movie buff I know, uh, this gentleman owns walls full of DVDs. He has, like, pra- he's pra- he's one of those guys where he's practically seen every movie ever made. I know, like, it's impossible to actually have seen that many movies, but he's he's up there. He's seen lots. His entry is, Men Without Hats, More Like Men Without Pants. That's Dan when he records podcasts. I'm not wearing any pants. God, you too? Son of a bitch. <laughs> I just woke up, turned on my laptop, and then I got a call. And I was like, oh, I guess we're doing this. God damn it, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> You're in your own house. There's not even right. anyone there with you. It's it's not like, why, not why like I'm at a... Why the fuck are you wearing stock- pants? You know what? That's actually a good question. Why am I wearing pants right now? Because... Not only... 20 degrees out. Not in my house. <laughs> yeah, not, that's why he has a house. <laughs> it's 67 degrees in my house, and that's... I don't need pants for 67 degrees. Dude, I'd never wear pants if I had the option. Dude, it's snowing out. Wear your pants. Eh, pants are for suckers. Never wear pants. Well, men without pants is funny to me. Uh, that's getting a point. That would make them horribly less successful, or possibly more successful, but make, he, but makes them funny. He did a one-hit so. wonder. I mean, it's not like okay, but that one-hit wonder is a goddamn banger, and you know it. I mean, that one hit got a uh, weird L. Got weird L. So. It's also a uh, shout out to Jeff Trillowitz, one of his favorite songs. Yeah. Well, we can dance if you want to. Well, I give it a point. I give it a point, but for a second there, I thought they were going to say Men Without Testicles, 
which is a George Carlin joke, and I would have given them nothing, but they didn't say it, so they get a point. If they would have mentioned that George Carlin joke, I would have given them two points. <laughs> But instead, I, just get the one. I like how the two of your minds work. No, you're a ripoff artist. You get nothing. Ah, oh, you reminded me of something that made me laugh. You get double. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is the perfect analogy as to how Dan and Eric's brains work in this game. <laughs> so keep that in mind. If you fuck up with one of them, you're probably scoring with the other one. So A, re- a reference is good. A direct ripoff is bad. Meanwhile, Eric, I laughed. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But they didn't do it, so that's why they get the one. All right. Our next entry is from Hannah. You ready? Yep. Bestiality Boys. Good God, Hannah. But they haven't even here. gotten started. Oh, my God. It's funny, too, because Hannah's been kind of MIA lately because I know she's busy and she hasn't been very active in the group. But goddamn, did she jump at the opportunity to throw that joke out there. Right. And that's why we love Hannah. That would certainly ruin. <laughs> uh, I think it hits all three, checks all three boxes. I'm giving it a point. Point. Yep. All right, from Matt Hardman, host of the Race Nerd Podcast. And he actually has a race-themed entry. They're not quite Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. They're Richard Petty and the Heartbreakers. I appreciate that reference. So, I, you know, that when we first moved to North Carolina, I lived, like, two miles away from where Richard Petty lives. That's awesome. But did you ever see him? No. So that's that's another great. So it's funny because my wife agrees with this too that wrestling stories from the road are extremely entertaining because you don't have to know anything about wrestling to appreciate them. So here, here's Chris Jericho and Lance Storm getting their big break in Tennessee with Smoky Mountain Wrestling with Jim Cornette, and he's driving them through town. And Jericho goes, Why is there a billboard with. Smoke with uh, Smokey and the with Burt Reynolds as Smokey and the Bandit on it, and Cornette looks at him. He goes, "That's not Burt Reynolds. That's Richard Petty. He's like the most famous NASCAR driver ever." And Jericho goes, "I'm from Canada. What the fuck do I know about NASCAR?" I give. That's fair. That is true. That STP number forty three. STP number forty three. I love that Richard Petty voices the king in the Cars movie, and it's actually based on his, a car that he actually owns and drives. And his wife is his wife. Is Mrs. the King. Yeah. That's the best stuff, because, like, you never know, like... First of all, it's like, you never know. He's famous, but he's not famous for acting. Because then you know he's going to do any good. And then it's like, oh, wouldn't it be cool? As if his wife was his wife. And that's, like, an extra thing. That's like the whole thing about um, Stan Lee's wife was Madam Web in the Spider-Man cartoon show. And it's just like, uh, it's a good thing that worked out. <laughs> That's why I love Simpsons guest stars, because they'll get the actual person that they want to make the reference to. And it doesn't matter if their voice acting isn't any good. They still got them and found a way to make it work. Like, 
They got nine professional Major League Baseball players to appear in that episode, and they weren't all the best voice actors, but they made it work. Or you can tell Bret Hart that he's supposed to be a generic Russian wrestler and then change it at the last minute. And just make him Bret Hart. So he doesn't sound right. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, it gets a point. Yeah, it's a point. I feel like we went off on a tangent that I completely forgot what the fuck it was. <laughs> Richard Petty and the Heartbreakers. Oh, oh, right. Okay, I'll give it a point. Because I feel like I feel like an ignorant person, which would be me in this case, because this is always me, would be like, I wonder if they're cousins. Because it's not like Petty could possibly have a be a common last name and have multiple people with it. Ugh. That sounds like that's. I mean, that's one hundred percent something that I would come up with. But it's like going to Disney and be like, "Oh, I'm looking for Chris from Orlando." <laughs> like, well, well, we got guys, we got girls. Which one do you want? Well, I, I want it to be a CH, so that's going to knock out about twenty to thirty percent. Do you know that? Do you know that joke, Dan? I feel like we've explained that to you, but I'm not sure if you remember. Everyone's listed this from Orlando because everyone technically lives in Orlando, right? No. uh, So Disney, every attraction has a a name tag that says Chris from Orlando, Florida. So if you forget your name tag that day, you can just put on the generic one. A generic one, okay. And because Chris is a a gender-neutral name, because you could be Christopher, Christine, Christian, all that stuff, and it's Orlando, Florida, because that's where you are. Anybody can wear that name tag. And I think we've all been Chris from Orlando, Florida at one point. At least for me, it worked out because I actually am Chris. (laughs) And you were living in Orlando, Florida. False. I was living in Kissimmee. (laughs) I never actually lived in Orlando. I either lived in Kissimmee or I lived in Lake Buena Vista, but I never actually lived in Orlando. Or you could live in Lake Buena Vista. Uh, you can, technically. You just you have an Orlando mailing address, but it's still technically Lake Buena Vista. You live, lived in the lake? You know, you know, you know, a houseboat? Hello, Lily. Keep walking around. Just don't touch on any of the keys. This is, this is because the wife is away, so the cat's not getting attention elsewhere. So I'm the only one to give her attention, since so she's on the desk. Do you want to participate? Do you want to give points? So our cat's best skill was hitting the Wi-Fi disable button on my mother's. <laughs> That's awesome. That's friggin' awesome. Uh, Lily's best skill is she's a good screamer. She has very powerful vocal cords and will exercise them in several different ranges. In fact, she figured out how to make it sound like she's sick. So you'll actually rush to her aid when she's just fine. And that pisses me off. Because that's well, now act- she's the boy who cried wolf. She is. Because that's actually a thing that cats know how to do. They will If you're not responding to their meow, they'll alter it to make you come faster. Freaking cats. Manipulative bastards. And I love them so much. Nature's perfect killing machine and they weigh eight pounds, so I keep picking it up and kissing it. Well, now I'll just never come to see you because you just you you've lost that trust. <laughs> no, she still tries. She try. Trust me, she tries. She hasn't backed up on that one yet. 
<laughs> cats know I don't respond to meows, so they actually come up and just pet me on my head. Like, they literally just come over and, like, push on my cheeks or whatever with their paws. They got my attention. Perry does that. Perry will paw at you to get get your attention. I mean, our cat was just, you won't pet me? Then I will pet myself against your leg. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, next entry from the member of the binge cast clan, Jay Winger. And his entry is Hootie and the Blowjobs. Now, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Is Hootie giving them or receiving them? Because that's going to be a very, very different... Oh, I'm guessing that's the entire... Well, I mean, that's... The band is named after two friends they had growing up in South Carolina. So it's not the lead singer and the name of the band, like most people always thought it was. It's one of them, Robert Gibson, because Hoot was his nickname. They they had a friend that had big chubby cheeks, and he was a blowfish. And they had a friend who had big old glasses, and he was Hootie. And they're like, made a band, and they're like, what should we call our band? And they're like, ha, 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 our two friends that are memes. Well, there you go. Whatever anyway. whatever works. Cootie and the blowjobs. And I do like blowjobs. Uh, I was just about to ask you the question. <laughs> <Yeah>. of... <laughs> I was about I was about to be I was about to be that guy. Well, Eric, I need I need to know something now. Pitching or catching? I'm going to give it a point because it would certainly have ruined their career, and I don't think Darius Rucker would have had much of a career unless he is uh, or has access to someone who can act whose name is Hoover. I think they still would have been successful, but I'll, I'll also give it a point. If you can suck the chrome off. <laughs> <laughs> S- suck a golf ball through a garden hose. And I love it because, like, in the in basketball, she just hands him the <laughs> trailer hitch. She took the chroma. Yep. <laughs> Quality movie, what? by the way. All right. So let's see if we can make it a full sweep with our final entry from the host of three podcasts here on CKCC Radio Network, Jeff Trelowitz, published author, by the way. <clears throat> and his entry is... Ugh, I, he did this. He did this to, to... He did this to piss me off. I know he did. The Fetals. Instead of the Beatles. Because I hate feet. Oh, as in feet, not as in... Yeah, okay. (laughs) All right, yeah. A point, then. Yeah, he he definitely did that for me. Show fat blues. (laughs) I dislike feet. Keep your damn socks and shoes on. I have an entry for you. Yeah? Bare naked gentleman. I mean, it depends on what you like. Maybe you're into that sort of thing. Do you know the story about bare naked ladies? It's uh, so people would show up to their shows. 
I mean that I because think... it would be like on clubs and places, and it would just say Thursday well, bare naked ladies, and people would show up, and it was some Canadians playing guitar. That's hilarious. <laughs> I appreciate it. That's how Lady Gaga got noticed. She would sign up and put Lady Gaga on the like the lineups for who was going to be performing that night. And when people would see that, they would they automatically assumed that that was somebody because she had a she had a gimmick name. So they would show up for it. That's not a bad idea. Make it make it sound like you're somebody and more people will show up. Anyway, Hannah wins. <laughs> I, I do believe that Hannah wins this 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 game. Yeah, God damn it! <laughs> Hannah's on a. You know what? Hannah probably would have won last year if she had played every week, but she didn't. So, but it, this is a this is a fresh start. This is a fresh start. So. We'll see. She's she's got the she's got the advantage on you boys. I mean, it is a one point advantage over everybody else. Mm. But that's first place, maybe. It's three points because it's a bonus from all of us. So it's six over three. Oh, right so now. six. Okay. She's got double on all y'all. Okay, so I would like to personally call out Miranda, Katie, Susie. Nicole Miner and Josette. Do not let the boys be the only players this year. Get your asses to, to the game. Don't let the boys leave you behind. Get your ass to Mars. No, we like your behinds. <laughs> no comment. Anyway. Look, ladies, I don't even need to justify this at this point. Uh, I apologize. Uh, I'm very rude. And, uh, yeah, we'll just go from there. <laughs> Eric, you're just you're just Eric. So we're going to cover Ghostbusters Afterlife next week after everybody else has seen it, right? I think next we should. On Dragon Ball Z. Uh, my Super rewatch has been a lot of fun. I actually forgot how funny Super is because, yes, it amps up the action that came from Z, but it brings back some of the comedy that came from the original, which is kind of missed. Not that Z wasn't funny at points, because it definitely had some funny moments, but the original Dragon Ball was kind of a hybrid. It was action, but it was also a lot of comedy, too. And then Dragon Ball Z focuses a lot more on being action with a little bit of comedy. And then Super's like, no, 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 we can still do comedy and, and, and amp up the action from Z. And they do. And, it, and I, I, won't, I won't talk about some of my favorite moments because I want Dan to experience them when he gets there. But we'll talk about them as he does it. But to one of my favorite things ever, and I'll just tell you this, Eric, because I'm sure you'll remember this, is Supreme Kai... At Zeno's place, when Goku gives him a nickname. Uh, you're gonna have to fill me in. I don't remember. I you gotta remember that I watched a lot of it. Um, sub uh, subtitles. 
I think I also just have to remember that you have the same kind of memory that I do. And yeah. <laughs> you don't remember things unless I spell them out, which is kind of how I am, too. So I, I apologize. And I will bring that back. We'll bring that back in time. Mm. Uh, so I want to talk about some of the some of the movie agenda that I, I have here. Uh, one of the things yeah, I, I saw No Time to Die this week. So Yes, I did too. Uh, so what did you think? <clears throat> uh, I enjoyed it overall, but at the end I'm like, why did they, I guess that confirms the one, theory, the one fan theory. <laughs> the predominant fan theory. Did Eric see it or does he care? And does he care? I have not seen it, and uh, I do care. <laughs> okay. So here's here's my thing. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. All right. So here's my thing about the movie as a whole. Um, I like. You don't it. see the bad guy until an hour in. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> By the way, Rami Malek's the bad guy, Eric, and he's really good. Really? In this. Yeah, he's really good in this. Um, here's my thing. I thought that Casino Royale and Skyfall were like top tier Bond movies all they time. They are two top. Yep. Like top. Skyfall's in my top five. Absolutely. Like absolutely in my top five. I think they might both be Skyfall and Casino. Well, we disagree on a, a very specific Bond movie because one of my favorite Bond movies is one of your least favorite Bond movies. Yes. And that would be Thunderball for people who are curious. Uh, one of my absolute favorites. I love that movie. And Dan does not. But it's like it's like Goldfinger, Thunderball, GoldenEye, Skyfall. You know, it might be Casino Royale, but, but that might round out my top I, five. I agree with Goldfinger and GoldenEye being in that top five. What is, what is the, the, the number five, though? What is the fifth one? It probably is Casino Royale, if I'm actually thinking about it. It probably is. is. I think it goes... I think for me it goes Goldfinger, Skyfall, Thunderball, uh, Goldeneye, and then... Because Goldfinger is the best Bond movie. It has everything. It's got the It's got the best song. It has the the best, most memorable characters. It's got some of the funniest lines. It's a Connery one, so it's already a classic. It's got good twists in it. I appreciate that movie. It's It really is like a perfect James Bond movie. I think everybody's favorite James Bond movie is usually the one that introduced them to that, that James Bond. And GoldenEye was my first James Bond movie because it came out when I was about 10 years old. And I'd never seen a Bond movie before, and here it was Bond's big return to the to the cinemas, and I really liked it. And then they made a video game based on it. That's one of the best video games ever made. In fact, I've even heard people say that the greatest first-person shooter of all time is GoldenEye on the N sixty-four. And when you consider all the other first-person shooters that have existed since then. From Doom to Half-Life to Halo to Call of Duty, that says a lot that that's your number one pick. But GoldenEye saved the first-person shooter genre. 
So, like I said, um, those are two top-tier Bond movies for me. Quantum of Solace is a bottom tier, but I do cut it a bit of slack because it was a victim of the 2008 writer strike. So it's got good action, but the, the plot is really terrible, and the dialogue is pretty bad. But again, writer strike, so they, they do kind of make up for it. And then I thought Spectre was good, but not great, but a fun movie. I would put No Time to Die right there with Spectre. I put it above Spectre, but... I do. I will put it above Spectre. You're right about that. I will agree with that. Although Spectre has one of my favorite cold opens in a James Bond movie ever. Because it's it's got that one shot through downtown, downtown Mexico City during Day of the Dead. That one camera shot where they follow Bond into the hotel and they don't break the camera until he's in his tuxedo ready to go. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. That shot is amazing. Also, Batista's fucking great. He doesn't even say any words. Except for one. Oh, no, he's just like shit, right? He says, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. As he's what? yeeted from a... Yeah, Dave Batista's a henchman in Spectre. And... It's Mr. Hinks. His last line in the movie is, oh shit. His only line in the movie. Yeah, his, his, own, his last slash only line. Plus, Christoph Waltz as Blofeld was amazing. He's always one step ahead. Mm. So I can... Well, at least now I can say I've seen every single James Bond movie. Yep. I also like that we had a new, like, funny, memorable hench person along the lines of uh, Alan Cummings' character... Boris, in um, yes, Goldmine. and again, it was an, it was a, it was another Russian scientist. Yeah, I can appreciate that too. So, I would, I do, and I, 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 I say, and I do recommend No Time to Die. I didn't have an issue with the ending, though, and I might be alone in that, and that's fine. I didn't have an issue with the ending because I didn't mind what they did. It felt like it was one of those things that had to be done anyway. And yes, they wrote it in a way that this is the only way the ending can happen. But I didn't hate it. And I was like, if this is the thing everybody hated, I I can get why you would hate it. But it didn't bother me. It really didn't bother me at all. Well, it just confirms that these five movies are... These five in a row. Yes. Like any other Bond film, they could be in any order, really. They just be like, oh yeah, this was a series of missions Bond was on. Well, to be fair. To be fair. I will say that um, what was the Bond movie that came right after On Her Majesty's Secret Service? Where Diamonds Connery came back. They did attempt to make that a follow-up. Yeah, because it begins with him trying to get revenge. Right, because on Her Majesty's Secret Service, Bond gets married. Then his wife gets killed at the end of the movie. And Diamonds Are Forever, even though it's Connery again, it starts off with him seeking revenge for the death of his wife. There's also one of the... Um, I believe it's Free Rise Only. The beginning is... Bond at Tracy's grave. 
I believe you are correct. And he gets attacked by a remote-controlled helicopter being piloted by Blofeld. And then he takes control of the helicopter, finds Blofeld in his electric wheelchair, hooks it up to the skid, and drops him down a (laughs) smokestack. That might be one of the funniest openings (laughs) to a Bond movie ever. Let's wrap up Blofeld and have him go out in the funniest way possible. Yeah, for your eyes only, right? Uh, let, me, <laughs> let me take a look here, because I, I think you are correct about that. Um, I'm, try, I'm trying to see. Yes. He plays the bald villain in a wheelchair is how it's listed. They don't even say it's Blofeld. They just call it the bald villain in a wheelchair. Yeah, I mean... The the the, per, the prevailing fan theory is that James Bond is not a name; it's actually a code name. But Skyfall kind of put the kibosh on that because his parents were both Bonds. They could have both been code names. That's true. Could have all been code names. But the end of this movie tells you something uh, different. Something slightly different. Correct. Now I'll say I'll say this to people: the the 1967 Casino Royale is not worth your time to watch. It's not very good, and I don't think that never. Along with Woody Allen and Peter Niven and David Niven, David Niven, yeah, yeah. And then Never Say Never Again is basically a remake, (laughs) a remake of Thunderball. That's not even that good of a remake. And it's cool to see Sean Connery back as Bond, but it's like an older Bond, and it's non-canon, so. By the way, one of my favorite scenes in Bond history is in Thunderball. It's when they're at the spa. <laughs> yes. She can't talk. She's dead on her, she's dead on her feet or dead. I forget what the, the line is. So, like, I love that whole, that whole segment there at the, at the, spa but i don't like that movie overall too much underwater stuff and it wasn't it was the 60s still and they didn't know how to make stuff underwater do you know how you make stuff underwater you don't actually do it underwater correct that's actually and and almost almost murdered daniel radcliffe during production (sighs) and then do a different stunt and actually paralyze his stunt double. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Wait, did that actually happen? Yeah, yeah. during Deathly Hollows when they're doing the Escape from the Death Theaters, he got rammed into a wall and broke his back. And his neck. His pussy and his crack. Oh, damn. How unfortunate. Unfortunate indeed. That would suck. All right. Uh, anyways, um, another movie on my hit list for the week I'm going to try to watch is going to be Free Guy. Ryan Reynolds as an NPC in a video game who learns that he's an NPC. Did I hit HBO Max yet? Uh, I don't know where it is, but I got it on my Plex. 
It's supposed to be on HBO Max soon. Soon? Soon? And I'd like to I'd like to throw this out here too because this is something I'm going to start watching and catching up on. Um, it's Royal Rumble season, one of my favorite wrestling pay per views of the year, and I always watch it even though I don't watch mo- a lot of modern wrestling now. But WWE has fired so many girls this past year that they don't have enough to fill the 30 woman Royal Rumble match. So I mean, they- to be fair, they never had enough, but this time it looks like they might be half the field. Yeah. They they are advertising seven girls to compete in the match, and none of them work there currently. One of them works for an entirely different company as their women's champion. And they have to; they're having to actually recognize her as the champion of another company. <laughs> Which, by the way, I believe she lost. She should have lost the title last night. So let's find out what happened at Impact Wrestling's. Uh, yes, hard to kill last night. Impact Wrestling used to tape at Universal Studios. To every show there. Yep. No, Mickey James is still champion. I saw tons of uh, tons of wrestlers walking around, but I didn't eat lunch with Scott Steiner like one of my leads did. Or he didn't eat lunch with Scott Steiner. He ate lunch at the same table as Scott Steiner and refused to talk to him because he was terrified of him. So, uh, Eric, in case you don't know who Scott Steiner is, he was a great amateur wrestler. Him and it, he was a collegiate wrestler from the University of Michigan. Him and his brother were in a tag team together. They were the Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott. Sure. Eventually, they separated and they became polar opposites of each other. They were no longer these college-bound amateur wrestlers that were really good. Rick became really fucking weird. He because his nickname was the Dog-Faced Gremlin because he is not easy on the eyes, but he kind of embraced that to the point where he would like bark like a dog and it was awkward. Scott, on the other hand, just decided to take every steroid on the planet and became the most jacked up fake looking human body that you will ever see. And claims he never did steroids, but he developed the infamous short temper that comes with steroids. One time muscles on the muscles. One time, Scott Steiner was trying to take an exit ramp and a construction worker told him the ramp was closed and went to redirect him. And Scott got so mad that he ran the guy over and went to jail for it. <laughs> so these are things that happen in the world. I just, wow. Dude, Wrestling's I, wild, guys. <laughs> dude, we could, we could do a whole episode just telling wrestling-related road stories that have nothing to do with wrestling, and we would have every listener's attention, even people who don't listen to it. Because some of these stories are fucking hysterical. You should hear with P.D. Williams on um, Cole Cabana's podcast talking about riding with Scott Steiner. Oh, that's got to be good. I want to listen to Freddie Prince Jr.'s new podcast where he tells wrestling stories. He told the story about Vince McMahon trying to trying to do a promo class with the guys and getting pissed off at them. You got to be like a dog. Yeah. So Vince tells. So Vince McMahon has this thing where when he wants you, he wants somebody to cut a promo, which is basically talk on the microphone, sell the event, sell your match, sell yourself, whatever. You know what I'm saying, right, Eric? Yeah. You can you can under okay. So. They, they would do these little promo seminars and they, they, they try to make everything Hollywood and give you like a scenario where they're like, sell me a bottle of toothpaste. It's like the kind of bullshit you'd have to do at a job interview. 
Like what? The kind of bullshit we had had to do in a job interview. Yeah, I I, I think I that was one of the things when I was uh, getting hired at GameStop. Oh yeah, that, I I had an interview at a hotel once where they were like, "Make us a peanut butter and jelly sandwich," and. I went through the whole thing of how to make a perfect peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And then the guy told me I did it wrong because he said, you never asked me what type of bread I like. Like, well, son of a bitch. All right, cool. So can I just leave now? Because there's no point in doing this interview anymore if I failed your peanut butter and jelly question, which they never called me anyway. So fuck them. But so they're doing this promo class and the two wrestlers are Wade Barrett, who's from the UK and Seamus, who's from Ireland. And he's like, all right. You guys are dogs. Go. And they go, okay. So Wade Barrett walks up to Seamus and growls at him. And then Vince goes, no, God damn it. Not an actual dog. <laughs> so then it's Seamus's turn. And he's supposed to be the good guy. So he says, I'm a good old boy. I always do what I'm told. I'm loyal. And Vince gets up and goes, forget the whole fucking thing. And storms out of the office. <laughs> what? If you told me to act like a dog, that would have been my instinct, too. I don't know what the fuck he wanted. I don't think he knew what the fuck he wanted. Still makes me fucking laugh to think about it. I told you that story, right? Where uh, Jericho was having his feud with Rey Mysterio. And he came up with an idea where he could unmask Rey Mysterio while Rey was executing his finishing move. And Vince goes, that, that's a stupid idea. And he goes, no, but it'll work. He goes, and finally he's like, well, wait a minute, Vince. Do you just not like the idea or do you just think we can't pull it off? He's like, there's no way you could pull that off. And he's like, well, why don't you come to the ring with me and I'll show you. And Vince is all pissy because. While doing it, Jericho's finisher? The, the code breaker? No, the 619. The 619. Oh, during the 619. Okay. Yeah. And if, so he, the thing is, if Vince McMahon can't picture it in his head, he thinks it's a terrible idea. So Jericho knows this. He goes, no, no, no. Come with me. I'm going to show you something. So they get, in the, they get in the ring, and Vince is standing there with his arms folded. So here comes Ray. He runs the ropes. He hits his finisher. And the 619, for people who don't know, Ray will actually swing through the ropes. Because he's like five foot four, so he can pull that off. He'll grab the top rope and the middle rope, and he'll physically swing through them and then kick your face on the other side. So yeah, he'll... It used to be a thing he did when he was going <laughs> to go for a dive and decided not to dive through the ropes. Yeah, he would just swing through. And because he's so small and agile, he can pull it off flawlessly. So he runs, he hits the move, and Jericho rips the mask off his face. And Vince stands there, and they said, like, his arms drop. And he goes, do that again. (laughs) So they do it again perfectly. He goes, that's fucking amazing. That's your finish. But he couldn't see it in his head, so he thought it was a terrible idea. But once you show it to him... There was another story, too. Vince didn't like anything that if he couldn't... If he was hungry, he wouldn't be receptive to your ideas. And Jericho pitches him this idea for a feud with Shawn Michaels. And he's like, he's like, oh, shit, Vince hadn't eaten his steak yet. <laughs> so Vince, he tells him the idea. Vince is like, that's, a, that's an awful idea. We're not doing that. So the next week, Jericho goes back, waits till he's properly fed and in a good mood. He goes into his office, pitches him the exact same idea. Vince is like, I love it, pal. That's brilliant. I suppose that was the part where he takes his wife. Your face television. It's great. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Shawn Michaels' actual wife was in the ring, and Jericho went to throw a punch at her, and the whole idea was he was going to, like, 
legitimately miss, and she it was gonna make it seem like he punched his wife, but she was out of place, so he legitimately punched his wife out on national television and made her bleed. And he was so terrified that Sean was gonna beat the shit out of him. He like he ran to the back and was just sitting there sweating. <laughs> and that was great, hombre. <laughs> Well, Sean was a little pissy, too, that it happened, but he wasn't mad at Jericho. He was just mad at the situation. But he's like, I shouldn't have put her in that situation. Well, where the fuck is Vicky? Motherfucker. I guaranteed he didn't get laid that night. <laughs> I mean, if I let somebody punch my wife in the face, I have a feeling that I would be in the same boat. I don't think I'd be sharing the bed with my wife that night, actually. Oh, man. But fortunately, I'm never going to let anybody punch my wife in the face. So so she's going to have a week at Disney she's excited for. And I hope she has a good time. She's like, she's like is it going to be okay if like I do stuff without you? I'm like... Of course. I don't care if you go to Disney and ride everything that I love and you do it by yourself. Like, I don't care. Go on Disney. Go to Disney and have your trip and have fun. Just have some fun. And don't worry about me and don't worry about the cats. I know I know half of that she took to heart. But I know the other half she won't, so... <clears throat> Alright, can we really quickly uh Jesus Christ, I'm I'm all over the place with topics here. Can we quick quickly talk about the book of Boba Fett? Are you guys watching yes. it? Yes. Are you liking it? Yes. I'm loving it. And I I love I wasn't sure how I was gonna feel about the the nonlinear storytelling. Where we're 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 getting his story now and his story of how he got there. But after two episodes I I love this format and I don't want to see it change. I know I got I got one guy in my supercar team that I talk to all day every day and he's hating it because he's like you're supposed to be a badass and my thought I haven't said it to him my thought is what part of official Star Wars canon tells you at any point that Boba Fett is a total badass? No, he's mysterious. <clears throat> All, all, so all we know about his past is no disintegrations, which tells me that he does his bounty hunting the easy way. <laughs> Bring him in cold, right? He's just like, fuck it, I'm blowing him up. That would be um, in Red Dead Redemption when you would go for the when you go for the most wanted people. I would always try to bring them in warm to get the bigger reward. But if they were just pissing me off, I'm like, nope, we're not doing this. Pull out the gun, shoot him dead. Because yeah, every he um, he gets the Han trophy because it's handed to him by Vader, who's looking for somebody else. Yep. Um, before that, it's just no disintegrations, and the next thing we see him, he just freaking yuck yucks into a Sarlacc pit. And then prequel-wise, he's a child. And even with the new stuff with Filoni as a child, 
he still has not a good plan and is not good enough to do it himself. And he needs the help of other people. And essentially that's what's happening now. I I love it and I really really wish that uh <clears throat> I really wish we could see a bit more of what he's doing now versus the past, but it's really interesting to see how he got there. I love that they brought in the Pike Syndicate, which I <clears throat> you, you guys out there, you got to watch the Clone Wars and you got to watch Rebels. You can't sleep on the animated series. Because I would have had no fucking clue who the Pike Syndicate was. I I would I absolutely would not have appreciated Ahsoka Tano at all if I hadn't watched those series when she showed up in Mandalorian. I like that they're humanizing the Tusken Raiders a bit because the whole thing was just they're just these savages in the desert that that pillage and do shit. It's like no, they actually have their own society. Like, yeah, they do savage shit, but they're also kind of treated like shit, too. They're also trying to survive in a... In a harsh planet. In a former ocean. In a planet that has freaking Goros living in the sand. Yeah, just hanging out. Just hanging out, living in the sand, yeah. Yeah. You get a train robbery? Sweet. A full-on train robbery, yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to probably only get maybe the next episode will have flashbacks, but I think we'll be pretty caught up at that point. Well, I mean, in reality, we're catch- where we're going to catch up is Boba witnessing is finding Fennec Shand in the sand. And then the only other true witness we get of him is seeing Jin Djarin taking off with his armor, right? That's catching sure, up. He's probably going to see the Krayt Dragon fight. I bet he will, yeah. Crate Dragon Fright was so friggin' funny, too, because in The Mandalorian, when they bring out the Bantha and the Tuscan's running away, and it comes out and eats him instead. And just leaves the Bantha. Yeah, that was fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm liking the Book of Boba Fett, and I'm, and I, I'm glad they're doing it as a full-on... TV series and not a movie because it's giving stuff to stuff's having time to build. We're getting introduced to characters. We're getting more action out of it. Very, very good. Very good. Okay, so Book of Boba Fett, thumbs up. So are we hyped for Obi-Wan then with what we're getting out of these shows? Always. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot wait. So unsuccessful. I feel like we already have a lot of Obi Wan's story, but I feel like there's so much that they could do to it. They can pretty much do whatever they want, right? Because like all we really have is he goes to Tatooine, lives alone, looks after, but not anything directly on Luke growing up, and then at some point Maul shows up and he just destroys him. Do you hear rumors yeah. that, that Amelia Clark might be reprising her role of Kira in one of these shows? I mean, it should if we're bringing in Maul. Like, that's how that movie ended. Uh, yeah, it sure did. Is that she's working for Maul. What is, um, 
the ultimate fate of Darth Maul. I'm trying to think back to Clone Wars. Did we get... Or, uh, he, oh, yeah, he dies he, in he, Rebels. He finally gets to Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan just whoops his ass. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Obi-Wan does kill him. Yes. So we, we, we do know his fate. I'm try- I was like, I was like, I could have sworn he dies, but I couldn't remember. He, like, whoops his ass. He, he does whoop his ass. <laughs> it was the, the ultimate revenge. It was a man, Maul. So good. Darth Maul and Boba Fett are two characters who, if you watch the movies and just the movies, you're like, these are not good characters. And then you get the extended stuff that, and they do more with them, and you're like, okay, these are two of the coolest characters in all of Star Wars. Because he even forgets who he is because staying alive has stripped him of like all of his knowledge and even sanity at one point. Yes. Uh, he's just living in a freaking garbage on a garbage planet. You know, originally he was actually supposed to die in Twilight of the Apprentice in Rebels. He, Vader was actually supposed to kill him. But they said it was just too busy and they wanted to focus more on what happens to Ahsoka. Oh, yeah, because that's when she finds out it is Anakin. Yes. Yes, so good. It's a pretty fucked up way to find out. <laughs> yes, but I, I could dig it. You know what I want to happen? I want Ahsoka to meet Luke. I think they're building towards that. I feel like, like what happens, like what happens when Luke has opened and is starting up an academy again, right? Like, who comes up, right? We know Ahsoka's out there. We know what's-his-face from the Jedi game that came out a couple years ago is out there. I don't know if Ahsoka would want to come back. Don't eat that! Jesus! (laughs) (laughs) Pet life, baby! (laughs) Pet life, baby! (laughs) Oh, God. If Ahsoka would want to come back to the Jedi Order, even though, like, it's pretty much destroyed... So maybe since it's like coming from the ground up, maybe. And what's his face from Rebels? Is he is he alive? Oh, um, the Jedi. I keep just thinking Kanan Jarrus, and that's not it. It's the it's the, the young one. Oh, Ezra. <laughs> Ezra, yeah. yeah. No, Kanan Jarrus. I'm pretty sure is dead. Oh yeah, he's dead. Now, Ezra, yeah, well, the whole thing is Ezra and Grand Admiral Thrawn disappeared into hyperspace, so their story's left unended, and Ahsoka's looking for Grand Admiral Thrawn. So I think we're getting them, and I think that we're going to get that conclusion of that story. And I think that's going to happen in Mando. Because I think Mando's going to tie into... Mando's going to tie into the, the lore of Mandalore. Oh, no, yeah, in the Ahsoka Tano series, I think we'll focus on that. And I think that's where we're going to get more Baby Yoda. I don't think we're going to get more Baby Yoda and Mandalorian. I think we're going to start focusing yeah, I think on... Mandalorian Season 3 is going to be about him leading Mandalore. Yeah. Because he has the Darksaber. But it's going to be him always looking over his shoulder for help. I think so. 
Yes. Uh, so Star Wars is doing great. Uh, obviously, Marvel's been doing great. We talked about that. What's the next Marvel series coming out, Dan? You're usually pretty good at keeping track of these. Oh, oh man. Next, Marvel. Disney Plus. There's, oh, a, ton, you, there's a ton coming up. I did you know. guys see that Andrew Garfield might be coming back in the Morbius movie? I did see that, yes. Did you hear the rumors that a Multiverse of Madness could be a, str- a straight-up horror movie? Maybe not, like, of the horror genre, but in that that feeling. And I am all for that, and I'm all for Wanda going uber evil. Do you think it's going to be uber evil Wanda? I think Probably so. Probably fucked up Wanda enough. <laughs> no. I think it's Miss Marvel is the next one. Okay. That should be interesting. So we, we got a lot of good stuff to look forward to here. Um, we got a lot of good stuff to look forward to coming coming out. But I want to I want to end the show this week by discussing video games. So I started doing my 365 days of video games project for the new year. Uh, I we're on the ninth day of the year, so I haven't posted game number nine yet. But uh, let's quickly talk about the games that I've that I've rolled for so far. By the way, these are legitimate rolls. The first game was Super Mario Brothers. I chose that. Everything else has been a legitimate roll of the die, which is what what I love because we're getting so many different generations mixed in. So let's quickly talk about these eight video games and if you've played them and if you've enjoyed them. The first one was the original Super Mario Brothers on the NES, where I actually think it would be easier to find somebody who hasn't played that game than has played it. The deadliest enemy in video game history. Is the first Goomba. First Goomba. The first Goomba. Deadliest enemy in video game history. Uh, The second game I drew was Pong, and that was a legitimate roll of the die. And I love that that was game number two. I think you can still have fun playing Pong. Oh, yeah. Cause it's just there a, was a Pong game that was on the PlayStation that I, I can't remember what it was, but it was like Super Pong or whatever, and it would rotate like a 3D world. It, it was a lot of fun. Pong is essentially air hockey, yeah. just with a bigger, a smaller paddle and a bigger goal. Pong the next level, PlayStation 1. That's pretty awesome. Uh, the third game I drew was World of Warcraft. One of the biggest games to ever be released as far as uh, world building, as far as people playing it. Yeah, I think at its peak it was like 14 million players playing all at once. That's so crazy. And as somebody who is taking his IT classes now, thank you, Eric. uh, God, I want to see what that servers look like. (laughs) Uh, They actually... Retired some old servers and sold it to players. Damn. They're, so, they're fucking tiny. <laughs> they're tiny, dude. But that's still cool, though. Imagine yeah. owning a server from World of Warcraft. Like, being a and Warcraft just, fan, that's got to be amazing. And now it's just your computer. <laughs> and now that's all it is, just your computer, yeah. It's so awesome, though. 
Uh, the fourth game was Street Fighter Two, one of the classic arcade games that people still love to play to this day. Were you a Ryu guy or a Ken guy? Blanca. <laughs> or, or Blanca. Blanca. I was a... I was a Guile. You were a Guile guy? Yeah. Brian Leon. guy. Brian Leon was a Sagat guy. Oh. Yeah. Sagat was a pain in the ass. (laughs) So was just like Chung Lee, really. Uh, Or, uh, what's it? E Honda? E Honda, yeah. E Honda was just fucking. Stupid. Good classic fighting game, though. <clears throat> Day five was Gears of War. Dan and I played the hell out of that when it came out. We played a ton of Gears of War. Any comments on that, or are we moving on? Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> All right. Kaboom was day six. Boom. Classic arc, uh, Atari 2600 game. Oh, well, okay. I don't know it then. Also came out for the ColecoVision. And then day seven was Injustice 2, Gods Among Us. So, not even the first Injustice? Nope. Uh, some you know, the Injustice story is fucking great. Well, okay, so some of the, the games that I chose, I picked their sequels. Others, it was I picked representatives from the franchise. Because I wanted to ensure I had a ton of variety on the list. So I made sure I had, like, 250 games before I went in and was like, okay, I'll add the sequel to this game and this game and this game and stuff like that. So, no, I, I only picked Injustice 2 Gods Among Us, but, because I know how insanely popular it was. Again, great fighting game. And then yesterday's game was Braid, which I've never played, but people really love that game. It's good. So there you go. And every game has every game will be chosen random except for the last game of the year, which I've already picked what it is. I picked the starter and I picked the last one. The other 363 days will be randomized. So look for your favorite video game on my Facebook. Perhaps it'll make the cut. Perhaps it didn't make the cut. But I did prioritize a lot of stuff that was popular or well-selling or... I know a lot of people had love for. So odds are you're going to see a lot of shit that you liked. Yeah, Braid is good because it's like a classic platformer, but you can rewind time. Nice. And fast forward time. So like there's things that are only there's like, you know, platforms or bad guys that are only around at certain times in the level. And so you've got to rewind them and fast forward them. Ooh. Okay. To get them in the right part at the right time. That sounds interesting. Okay. Hey, they had a Zelda game where you had to rewind time, right, Eric? Yep. <laughs> and it's either people's favorite Zelda game or the one that they hate. 
I don't understand. Like, it was... I don't understand how people can hate that game. It's a great game, no matter... Just in general. Especially for the for the system that it came out on. Yeah. They had uh, they had time travel elements with uh, the Oracle games on Game Boy. I haven't really played the Oracle games. Neither have I, but you know what? It's the exact same art style and gameplay as Link's Awakening, so it has to at least be worth a try. Gotta at least be worth a try, right? He would hope. <laughs> All right, so... I haven't- I haven't played a, a Zelda game on Game Boy in so long. I really do want to play Oracle of Seasons and uh, the Minish Cap games. I didn't play any of those either. Uh, that was a uh, Game Boy Advance was Minish Cap. Yeah. I played a Final Fantasy game on Game Boy, and it was essentially Zelda. It was not Final Fantasy. Was it but Tactics? It was no, it was like an ri- original Game Boy game, and it just said Final Fantasy... I got it from a friend of mine, popped it in, and it was it would play like Zelda. And now you actually have a Zelda game. Your first Zelda game. Although you picked a good one. I never made it very far into Breath of the Wild before too many other games came about, so Dude, I well same <laughs> LOL. <laughs> I, I had to play it. Like, it was just... Well, you've played almost every Zelda game. I'm, like, five hours in, so... Sorry, I mean, I had to beat it. Like, I had to beat it before I could move on to anything else. Yeah, I gotcha. So I think it was Final Fantasy Adventure on Game Boy. Fantasy Adventure? Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. There's also Legend and Legend 2 or whatever. Yeah, it was Adventure. Alright. So Because I got I bought a Game Boy and then like within the month they announced Game Boy Color. Man. You know, honestly, my favorite form factor was uh, the Game Boy Pocket. Yeah, that's what I got was a pocket. Just, so that's uh, what you had? Yeah, yeah. I, if they would have made the Game Boy Color pocket size, I think that would have been like my all-time favorite. Eventually, they came out with the SP, and then that ended up being like the greatest shit ever made. I still think that's the best form factor for all the, from all the games. Am I, am I wrong? Mm-mm. Well, the, the, the clamshell GBA? Yeah, the clamshell GBA is like the shit. It was so small, though, man. Maybe too small. If I wanted one, I could go buy it from my local game store right now because they, they have all that stuff in their display case. We don't only have GameStops, man. We don't have any, like... Little mom and pop shops. I know. I have, I have one that's so well. I think he has four or five stores in the area now. Yeah, one of them, 
Well, Just Press Play in this area is a franchise now. It's got like four locations, but mm-hmm. Complete Inbox, I actually like that one better because it's also a comic book store. Video Game World is what it's called. There's nice. like Video Game World. VideoGameWorld.net. You can get killer, stuff. killer Instinct for Super Nintendo for $15. Nice. Very um, nice. So, yeah, we got we got a lot of fun stuff coming up this year. The Entertainment Challenge is back, baby. I hope you all look forward to that. And I want to see some three, participation. Sorry, they have three. One is just on the road here. One is in Concord Mills Mall. Oh, they had to close the one. That stinks. Oh, well. But the one here in Huntersville, they bought the stores next to them. So now they have, uh, instead of having a couple of arcade games in the store, they have, like, an arcade room now. And they also started an ice cream store. Nice. That's that store as well. So it's called, like, Ice Cream World or whatever. Did you scream? I haven't been. We all screamed. Give me my eye holes. I'm the I'm eye, eye hole man. man. <laughs> That's a perfect note to close the show on. All right. Coming up next week, we'll have some spoiler movie reviews, uh, some other fun stuff. Uh, this week is going to be a content week because, like I said, I got some PTO. I'm by myself. We're going to record some content and try to get some stuff out I'm going to try to get all three of my YouTube channels started this week. That's the plan, is to record something for each one. So I'll let you guys know what my, what's going on with my schedule. We can work around it. But as for the rest of you guys, thank you for continuing to support the Nerd Table and the channel in 2022. Let's get the group to expand a little bit. Let's get some more cool people in here. Remember, this is an exclusive club. We're not going to allow people in who are going to be depressing people or they're going to piss me off and... Do dumb advertising shit, all that stuff. You got to be, you got to be cool to be part of the nerd table community, which sounds like the ultimate contradiction. But, but here we are. So, any any final thoughts, boys? Yes. What are we having for dinner? I know. I'm I told you we're gonna end the thing. I'm hungry. I eat like lunch. I had two small blueberry muffins before we recorded. Oh, blueberry muffins do sound good. Well, come on over. We have a few. Uh, That's also, a long trip for, for muffins. Well, I'm hungry and wife's not here, so I'm going to eat all the stuff that she doesn't like, which is a very big list, actually. So I'll go find something. All right, guys. Y'all have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to the Nerd Table, and we'll catch you guys next week right back here. Same Nerd Table time, same Nerd Table channel. Well, okay, okay, I lied. It probably won't be the same time because I have no idea when the hell I ever get episodes out. But definitely the same channel. I promise that. See ya. See ya. This has been another episode of the Nerd Table on CKCC Radio. Check out all the shows at CKCCRadio.com and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.